Will these rogue employees get paid? It's January 18th, 2024, and these are your headlines. Attorney General Ken Paxton is moving to end a lawsuit filed by so-called whistleblowers, as they call them, who accuse him of firing them unfairly. In October 2020, eight of Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton's top aides accused him of bribery and abuse of office. After being terminated from employment, four of those employees filed a whistleblower lawsuit against Paxton, where they alleged that he did political favors for Nate Paul, who's a real estate developer and donor, by having his office intervene in his legal disputes. If it sounds familiar, well, this conflict was at the center of the failed impeachment attempt against Paxton last year after his office attempted to reach a $3.3 million settlement that was rejected by the House. Despite Paxton's acquittal and the discrediting testimony provided by some of the whistleblowers in the trial, literally, you had testimony, if you remember, where they undermined their own case. Well, despite all that, those four whistleblowers have continued their lawsuit in what Paxton has characterized as, quote, an unjustifiable waste of taxpayer resources and an intolerable distraction that risks compromising critical state business. Today, Paxton instructed his attorneys not to contest the case in a process that's called confessing judgment. He said that the OAG, the Office of the Attorney General, chose to settle the case last year with the full participation of the plaintiffs and their attorneys, but the plaintiffs backed out of the settlement after he was fully acquitted. Instead of moving on with terms mutually agreeable to both sides, these rogue former employees, his words, disavowed their own settlement and escalated their crusade against me. He went on to say it's become increasingly clear their objective is not to resolve an employment lawsuit, but to sabotage my leadership and this agency, ultimately aiming to undermine Texas as the nation's leader against the federal government's unlawful policies. Now, with Paxton now essentially conceding the lawsuit, any judgment awarded to the former employees would have to be funded by the legislature, which could, be, uh, which could prove to be difficult to collect. Governor Greg Abbott is back on his streak of endorsing against Republican members of the Texas House. His latest target, State Representative Ernest Bales, with Abbott endorsing his challenger, Janice Holt. In his endorsement, Abbott said as a lifelong Republican, Janice Holt is the type of conservative leader Texans in House District 18 need representing them in Austin. Not only will Janice help me carry a school choice bill across the finish line, she will also advocate for strong border security measures, policies that cut property taxes, and laws that protect the unborn. Went on to say he encourages all Texans in the House District to join him in supporting Janice Holt for state representative. Who is Ernest Bales? Well, first elected to the Texas House in 2017, Bales has been one of the most liberal Republicans in the chamber. Drawing Abbott's specific attention, however, has been his activism against school choice, the governor's top legislative priority. Ernest Bales has for a long time been a very, very vocal opponent to it, even going along and uh, participating in events with Democrats, essentially, to stop school choice legislation. Bales was one of 21 Republicans who voted with Democrats last year to kill an educational savings account proposal in the Texas House. And since then, Governor Abbott's begun endorsing challengers to those members who oppose school choice. But it's not just school choice that uh, people can criticize about Ernest Bales. Additionally, he's been identified 
as one of the architects essentially behind the Colony Ridge Illegal Alien Housing Development, which is located in his district in Liberty County. A letter from Attorney General Paxton to the congressional delegation last year said that in 2017, Representative Ernest Bales and Senator Robert Nichols specifically took action on behalf of Colony Ridge to enact House Bill 4341, which established a small five-acre municipal management district from undeveloped land in Liberty County. That's, that is what we now refer to as Colony Ridge. The Republican primary will take place on March 5th with early voting beginning February 20th. The Luke Messia Show is your access to what happens behind closed doors in Texas politics. Listen weekly to me, your host, Luke Macias, as I break down what is actually happening in conservative politics in the Lone Star State, a state that we all love and cherish. Listen weekly wherever you listen to podcasts. This show is a product of Texas Corporate. Well, the last story today, and another one invoking our Texas Attorney General, Ken Paxton. I think he's been referenced now in all three stories. Busy day for him. But he recently secured an en banc hearing in the Rio Grande Bowie Barriers lawsuit. Now, in December, a panel of U.S. Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals judges ordered that Texas must remove its marine barriers. These are these buoys. You've seen the pictures that were placed in very certain areas of the Rio Grande. Paxton immediately filed a petition to rehear the case before the full court and allow the barriers to remain in place until then. Now the Fifth Circuit has granted an en banc, which means full court rehearing of the case in a January 17th order, staying the injunction, forcing Texas to remove the barriers. According to Paxton's office, the buoy system was initially deployed to reduce the number of unvetted aliens attempting to enter the U.S. at a dangerous and illegal river crossing rather than a designated port of entry. Now that that rehearing has been scheduled for sometime during the first week of May, May of 2024, the buoy barriers can temporarily stay in place, at least for now. You can check out more of today's stories at texasscorecard.com. <laughs>